0: The world's become a bit crazy for gardeners. Climate change has really turned the tables a lot. Places that were hot are now often very cold. And places that were cold are sometimes hot. And places that are wet or were wet in the past are becoming dry. And places that were dry in the past are now becoming wet. Summer's always been a challenging time of year for gardeners to attend to plant water needs. High temperatures and drying winds force plants to use water at a faster rate. Water is lost from the soil to the atmosphere by evaporation. And unless you live in the tropics, there's a reduced rainfall. Climate change has added to these challenges with longer heat waves, more intense heat spikes and less predictable weather patterns fighting summer dryness is not so much about a single solution but about choosing wisely from a range of options how then do you keep plants hydrated in hot weather well places that have had to deal with that a lot in the past like australia might have some solutions for places that haven't had to deal with it as much such as northern europe The simple way to ensure plants are well hydrated is to give them more water. However, water can be expensive. Using more water can also be a problem, particularly in a country where water can sometimes be scarce. Thankfully, there are other ways to make use or better use of water. Smarter water use starts with understanding how water moves through the the environment and through plants. Consider some of these facts. Plants obtain water from the soil via their roots and store it in their tissues. The water is then used for chemical reactions, metabolism, and is then lost through the leaves. Water in the soil is available to plants if it is in the root zone and less useful in the soil if it's in an area where there are no roots. So an obvious solution is you put it where the roots are and if it's lost through the root leaves an obvious solution is to reduce the amount that is lost through the leaves. If waters only near the soil surface it will evaporate more easily and be lost to the plant. So a solution is to get it deeper into the soil. If the only available water is in the topsoil layer, the root structure of the plants tends to be shallow, which makes them more vulnerable to dehydration. So if you can get the roots deeper, they're going to dry out less. If water, is deeper in the soil profile, roots tend to grow deeper to access the water which is deeper. This thicker covering of soil over the roots insulates and prevents them from drying out. If plants are grown in pots, soil close to the sides of the surface of the pots can heat up faster and dry out faster on a hot day. So if you use a terracotta pot where the water can actually move from the soil through the pot then you're going to lose more water than if you you have a pot that has an impermeable side. Wind can cause surface layers of the soil and the leaves to dry out faster in hot weather. So if you can reduce wind you can reduce drying out. On a hot windy day, some plants can become more dehydrated even if the soil's wet. Water will not move from the soil uh, to the leaves fast enough to replace it when it's being lost. So sometimes you've got water going out of the leaves faster than it's coming up from the roots if there's heat and there's also wind. Some plants are adapted better than others to dealing with water stress. So if you grow these plants that can cope with low levels of water and the stress of not enough water, then you're in a better position in your garden. Some soils hold water better than others. But remember, too much water can be as bad as too little. Excess water fills pore spaces or air spaces in the soil. And that starves roots of oxygen. So there's a fine balance there between having something that's a soil that's going to hold a lot of water when you need the water and a soil that's going to hold enough air or, and oxygen for the roots when you need that. Now, checking soil moisture, the most important thing when checking soil moisture is to feel the soil where the roots are, not just on the surface, not just where you can see. One of the big mistakes a lot of people make is they just touch the surface or the top couple of millimetres of the surface and they say, Oh, it's dry. So they water the plant. But if you go down, say two or three centimetres, it might be quite moist enough, and if you go down five or six centimetres, it might actually be very wet. And if you water something that's just dry on the surface when it's very wet down below, you might be overwatering it. What sort of plants can handle water stress better? Well, plants that have evolved to use different physiological, biochemical, and morphological ad- adaptations to help them cope with drought stress. These adaptations help them tolerate water stress and they can avoid it by maintaining higher tissue water content. Obviously, cacti and succulents fall into that sort of category. They hold a lot of water in the tissues and when it gets dry, they can ride through those dry periods. But there are other sorts of plants that are going to ride through the dry periods too. Plants which have thicker, more leathery leaves can be better insulated against heat. Hence, they don't dry out as much. Plants with silver or grey leaves have adapted to reduce water loss with the aid of tiny hairs or waxy coatings. Plants that have adaptations to help them rejuvenate Even if the top dies back, those sorts of plants can cope with water stress. And they include things like eucalypts that have structures called lignotubers. The whole of the top of the eucalypt can dry back and the lignotuber will sprout up new shoots. Also, bulbs, corms and rhizomes. There are lots of things you can do to reduce The need for water in the garden and cope with the drier conditions better obviously there are other things people know like mulching mulching is very important but you've got to do it the right way we've been working on writing a book on mulching recently and that'll be available as an e-book fairly soon so look towards areas where people have been gardening in hotter conditions than what you are in and you might get some tips if your areas are getting hotter now. There are things we can do and there are, thing, are ways for us to garden in climate changed conditions. But we need to change the way we go about gardening a bit. If you're prepared to do that and you do your homework and you do your research and you maybe tweak your approach to gardening a little bit, there's no reason why you can't keep gardening, even if the temperatures do go up, even if we do get floods, even if we do get drier conditions. So good luck, have a go, do some homework and see how you go.